the college basketball experience, big 12 off season check-in on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by WinBet. get started today. And you get a risk-free bet up to $500 terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of ED. Just go to getroman.com slash SGP to get $15 off your first month's treatment. That's getroman.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's propswap.com. Promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Yes, our app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The SGPN app gives you easy access to all of our picks, podcasts, and it's the ex- exclusive place to enter all of the contests, including our $1,000 NBA Finals free roll. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or Google Play Store today. This is Mike Leach, uh, head football coach at Mississippi State, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Welcome. Welcome to the college basketball experience. Uh, Big 12 offseason check in. My name is Colby Swinging Dantabase Dan, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick, this is a pick. And I'm joined by my co host, the DFS God himself. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking. Home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving. Former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What's up, man? How we doing today? I mean, every day is a great day when, uh, well, it's especially a great day because we're gonna get a twelve-team football playoff there. I Hell mean, yeah. At, I mean, I know this is a basketball pod. We're supposed to be talking about the defending champs, the Baylor Bears, and whatnot, but. It's a special day because a 12 team football playoff, college football playoff sounds delicious. I've been so s- fed up with that four team nonsense. This is a great thing we got going. So let's, let's, uh, maybe we should just scrap the Big 12. Let's talk college football. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a, it's a glorious day. It's a long time coming. So let's throw that aside. Let's talk big 12 college basketball. You know, last year throughout the year, I think everyone said, Hey, the big 10 is the best conference, right? It's the best conference in, in, in basketball. And then, you know, the big 12 was kind of flying under the radar a little bit in the regular season. And then in the, in the uh, March madness in the, in the NCAA tournament, Really, the Big Twelve and the Pac Twelve made strong statements that might have made the case for them being the best conference. You could argue that. I mean, uh, obviously Baylor won it all, and then Oklahoma State had a nice little run. Uh, what Texas Tech won a game, West Virginia won a game. I mean, overall, 
I would say the Big Twelve postseason wasn't great, other than Baylor, though. Let me ask you this though: If Jalen Suggs doesn't make that ridiculous shot and UCLA wins, does UCLA play Baylor better than Gonzaga does? I think they do. You could argue that because I just think they would have a better mindset going into that game, more athletic it, too, in a way. I feel like, yeah, and and maybe tougher, uh, maybe more tough-minded. Uh, you know, I think Gonzaga just assumed that they kind of won their Super Bowl when they beat UCLA, and that all right, we're a team of destiny. Nobody's beating us. And then you saw them get you know pushed back, and they're like, oh shit, yeah. Like, Baylor's legit and Baylor means business and they had no answer. Well, my bracket in the beginning of the tournament, I mean, I went chalk, but I had Baylor beating Gonzaga in the national championship. So came true, but that UCLA Gonzaga game was one for the ages. So you're saying no, that the big 12. Yeah, I get it. Kansas, not your typical year. Um, Texas tech loses early. Texas loses in a game. They probably should have won. Uh, West Virginia didn't quite live up to it. Uh, the Oklahoma I lost in the second round to Gonzaga. That was tough because Harmon was out. They would have lost anyway. Yes, but, but, but I don't mean to throw shade at the Big Twelve. It, it 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 wasn't the 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 tournament that the Pac twelve had. Okay. Okay. The the Pac twelve. I mean, give them all credit. Baylor. You know, I mean, and you know, for the Big Twelve, Baylor ha- was the champion, so you have to give them credit too. But overall, I would say they just had an average March madness. Uh, but like I said, I don't mean to throw shade on the whole conference because it is a really good basketball conference. And I think it's going to be really good this coming year as well. Did okay state. They won a game or two, right? I think they won. They lost to Oregon state uh, in, in round two, I believe. Two, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds familiar. So Oklahoma won one game, uh, Texas tech. What did Texas tech do? They win one Texas tech was a team though that I think I, yeah, they won. They beat, they won the first round matchup and then they lost the second round matchup, I believe to Arkansas in a wild one. And then what Oklahoma state. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess the, the big, I, I get it. The big 12 probably didn't have as good of a postseason, but the regular season was fantastic. Right. Agreed. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I don't know. You got the champion in there. That's all that matters, right? At the end of the day, you got the champ in there. Well, look, if you're looking at the conference as a whole, you have a defending champion. You have a, a true blue blood in Kansas who was maybe a little down last year. They're back this year. You have a, a, a total sleeping giant in Texas. Uh, I mean, at, at certain points early on, we thought Texas might have a chance to go to the final four last year. And then you just have like rock solid quality basketball programs like West Virginia, Oklahoma state, Texas tech, Oklahoma, Sure, you know the bottom of the Big Twelve is not as good as in years past. They weren't very good last year either. Uh, you know, I think they do need TCU, K State, and Iowa State to step up a little bit. And I, I'm not think, sure about the. I think one of them the, will, maybe two. So? I think K State. Yeah, I'm high on the Wildcats, buddy. Okay, well, in order for your you know conference to really make you know, a, a big leap and be like the best in the country. I think those three schools can't be like total cellar dweller, shitty teams that they need to step their game up. But if you look at, you know, the, the mid range and the top of the big 12, they're very good. And what K state just a few years ago, maybe, maybe th- what three years ago, they went to the elite eight. 
And, and Iowa state's had some yeah. good years too. So it's, it's really, that's pretty recent, you know, last two, three years, maybe. Yeah. All right. So let's get to this, by the way, make sure you subscribe to the college basketball experience. We talk college basketball year round and make sure you subscribe to the college football experience. Cause we talk college football year round. Yes. Uh, we have already hit that big 12 conference with the preview talking Oklahoma, Iowa state, uh, a couple sleepers in the big 12. There's Sarkeesian at Texas now. So make sure you subscribe to all that stuff. Um, all right. So here we are. Let's just go down the ranks here. I'm going to start off with a couple of the teams. I'm going to start off with a team that just didn't do much and it really hasn't done much. And I think it's a big year for Jamie Dixon. I know it's his alma mater, but TCU. And once again, we know the college basketball transfer portal has been insane, but TCU kind of sitting in a situation here where I kind of like some of these transfers they brought in. Um, but at the same time, are they going to be able to get over the hump? What What do you think of Jamie Dixon? I mean, I think he got them to the tournament once. Does that sound correct? Once they made it? Maybe, maybe once you have to go back and check off the top of my head. I'm not sure. Overall, my opinion of Jamie Dixon is, is kind of going down, you know? Yeah. He did some good things at Pitt, but I think his last two or three years at Pitt were kind of underwhelming. And then going back to TCU, I think the Horn frogs expected more out of Dixon. He hasn't produced as expected here. So maybe the seat is getting a little warm. They should be, they could be solid this year. I think, you know, they have some pieces returning and then some new guys coming in. And if you look at the, you know, they have a bunch of guys transferring out, but those were, you know, role players or, or people like, you know, pretty far down on the bench. So I don't think they're going to miss those guys too much. They have a chance here to be respectable, but I don't see a, a, a great year. I don't see an NC an, an NCA tournament year. So uh, I think the, the seat for uh, old Jamie Dixon is getting warmer and warmer. They made the NCAA tournament in uh, 2018 with Dixon uh, made the NIT in 17. Um, so they were, you know, right on the cusp apparently, but I don't know. I mean, I, I, this is a, I think it's obviously a big year. He's been there since 16. I think there is room to be optimistic though. If you're a horn, a horn frog fan, you, you were bringing back a couple guys that, I mean, Mike miles played big for you. You get Kevin Samuel, the big man, uh, Chuck O'Bannon coming back for his fifth year. Uh, your guard PJ Fuller on that bench coming back. He's a sophomore should be more experienced. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they lost some guys on the transfer portal, but no, like you mentioned, nothing, nothing's really substantial. I think PJ Fuller and uh, uh, Jenon Lee. Uh, yeah. Those guys were decent, but I mean, uh, Xavier Cork from Western Carolina is solid. Uh, Wells from UTSA or UTA, not UTSA, uh, UT Arlington averaging 17 points a game coming in. And then the big one is Emmanuel Miller from a and M. He was good for them last year. Yeah, he's solid. He's solid. He should fit in. He should fit in pretty nicely. I, I'm interested to see what he'll do there. Um, so yeah, I mean, they have some pieces here. Now I will say in general, TCU and, and pretty much any school under Jamie Dixon, they, they play kind of an ugly style of basketball. It's defensive oriented. It's physical. It's slow tempo. And I'll just say, you know, when you're winning, that's all fine and dandy. When you're losing, yeah, it's not very exciting for the fan base. Yeah. So like you said, we have some nice guys returning and then a couple of pieces coming in, you know, Miller should play right away. He should, you know, step in, 
be a solid big man from day one. Cork the other can guys, play too, dude. Cork can play. Uh, yeah. You know, okay. He averaged twelve point seven at Western Carolina. But the SoCon, big step up in competition. Hey, the SoCon was playing good ball though, man. I, I like the SoCon. Yeah. They're my boys, but it's not the Big Twelve. It's not going up against the defense that Texas has or the defense that sure. Kansas has. Sure. Or the defense that Texas Tech has. Well, well, Maxwell Evans also coming in from Vandy, nine points a game, senior guard, grad transfer. I think that helps. Look, all I'm saying is this, and I was actually thinking about this as I was doing this write up for for sportsgamblingpodcast.com was that if ever there was a year to not trust a preseason poll, it would be this year because I don't know how you truly gauge. I'm going through all these teams, and there's like five or six transfers on every single team, right? Right. It makes it incredibly hard to gauge who is going to be really good. Now, like take TCU, for example, we look at this and I'm saying, okay, miles, uh, Mike miles back. I like the big man, Samuel. I think O'Bannon adds depth. Fuller adds some depth. And then you're bringing in uh, you know, three or four proven players. Now, whether it was in a and M or in the SoCon or, or the Sunbelt, uh, it, it, to me, it just, I, this could be a team that is pro that could be way better than what I'm seeing it to be. I mean, I guess they also could just be lackluster, but I, I, I don't know. For some reason, I think this team's going to be pretty good. And I actually think Texas tech, you know, losing Chris beard might be trending the wrong direction. Um, you know, year one, Porter Moser year one, Chris beard at Texas um, year one with Iowa state's Osselberger. I just think there's opportunity for, for perhaps coming up in this conference this year. Uh, Butler, I mean, not Butler, uh, Baylor is still going to be good, but they did get hit. So there's opportunity. I think okay. State loses Cade Cunningham. You know what I mean? I think the there's opportunity to cook, to move up in this conference right now. So I think TCU, even though yes, 98th best recruiting class in the nation, I think still uh, there's room to be optimistic here. No, I mean, I totally agree. I I think I agree with everything you just said. The only problem is, you know, do you have faith in Jamie Dixon and a team that went 12 and 14 overall five and 11 in conference last year? I agree. They have some interesting pieces to a team. And I agree that some of those schools, you know, aren't going to be as good this year. Uh, so, Hey, you know, this is a year, man, Jamie Dixon put up or shut up, man. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie Dixon. This is his year for TCU. A lot of teams can make that run. I feel like, cause I think I just expect the big 12 to be a little bit down from the likes of Baylor and those other schools. So Iowa state K state, I'm looking at you. Um, okay. Let's, let's talk uh, next uh, new guy on the block here. Porter Moser, Oklahoma. Let's go. Let's talk about the Oklahoma Sooners because I think landing Porter Moser was as about as big as a home run hire as you could ever, you could ever pull off. Really, we we I know you were high on him. I thought I know you as a Duke fan were hoping that Duke you know potentially could somehow land Porter Moser. Um, exactly. He brings back f- only four starters, so seven players transfer out. Uh, some very good players, but I'm not panicking because he brings back Amaja Gibson nine points a game. This guy was key. And I think he's only going to get better. Elijah Harkless key player, so, uh, sophomore forward, Jalen Hill, who's shown flashes. And then the, the big man who didn't get a lot of burn and Rick and Sanza. Uh, uh, but then he goes out and not only has the 41st best recruiting class with CJ Nolan, a number, a top hundred recruit coming in from Texas. Um, very active in the transfer portal, getting Ethan, Ethan Chargas, from SMU as a freshman, this guy at SMU looked like a stud. 
Then you add in Jordan Goldwire from Duke, your boy. And then the Groves brothers who just looked amazing in the tournament, Jacob Groves and Tanner Groves for Eastern Washington. They put a scare in Kansas and then Marvin Johnson, a senior guard from Eastern Illinois, averaged 15 points a game there. I kind of love what Porter Moser is doing. What are you expecting from this team, Nick? I'm expecting this to be one of the more interesting teams to watch over the course of the season. First off, they hit the lottery getting Porter Moser. I think he pretty much could have went wherever he wanted to. I mean, to take Loyola to a final four and then to have the kind of run they had this year, you love the the brand of basketball that he coaches, which is just very team oriented, great defenses, share the ball. I think he's going to do great here and bringing in the cast of characters that he brought in with the Groves brothers, my guy, Goldwire, great defender. He's limited on offense, but he'll fit right into what Moser's trying to do. And then Gibson and Harkless coming back. I think Oklahoma is going to be fascinating to watch this year. I expect them to be good. I want to see what the, what, what the, the two Groves do in the big 12. Uh, yeah. If I was to rank like the five schools I'm most interested in watching this year, Oklahoma is definitely in that top five. If not number one, I'm not saying they have like final four potential, but I'm not saying they don't either. <laughs> yeah. It, it, very, just very interesting to watch, to see what Porter Moser does on the bigger uh, stage with the guys he's bringing in. So you have TCU not in the tournament, right? Correct. I, I believe. Correct. Yeah, correct. They're not making it. I think they could be a bubble team. I think TCU could be a bubble team, but Oklahoma, I think, is in the NCAA tournament. That's this is a tournament oh, team. Oh, agreed. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Tournament team. I'm excited to watch them. I completely agree with a lot of the points you made. And uh and I'm gonna talk about another first year coach in a second, but before I do, I want to tell you that guys that the college basketball experience podcast is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer up to a $500 risk free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. All right. I'm curious what your thoughts are on the red Raiders. They go out and, and well, they hire Mark Adams assistant to Chris beard. Obviously Chris beard leaves Texas tech for Texas. Yes. I understand the financial side of that, but also Texas was the team that's his school. And that's uh that's the team that gave him his first shot as a GA. So it makes a lot of uh, more sense than even the dollar bills. Now they bring in Mark Adams. They have a slew of people leave. Mac McClung's gone. Um, uh, Ter- Terrence Shannon gone. Kyler Edwards transfers out to Houston. Jamaris Burton gone. Tyreek Smith gone. Avery Benson gone. I mean, they had a slew of transfers leave. I mean, what I'm counting uh, nine transfers out. Nine transfers well, out. And which is not unheard of when the coach leaves. But he was the assistant. That was a little surprising to me. That's a good point. True. It's not like, you know, it's, it's, yeah, you would think that, you know, Hey, you're hiring from within. We know you, we like you, we like playing for you. We'll stay. Uh, and then you add in Marco Santos Silva uh, coming back for his sixth season. I think that could be big. I know he, he struggled a little bit adapting from the a 10 to the big, the big 12, but him, Kevin McCullers back. They, they actually have somewhat, I mean, that's starting five. I'm assuming Dam, Davion Warren, uh, Sadar Calhoun, the Florida state transfer, 
Um, Davion Warren uh, averaged 21 points a game at Hampton. He transfers in and then Adonis arms, a transfer from Winthrop and then uh, Ch- uh, Chibuzo Abgo. I mean, what do you think? I, I, this is a team that's hard to get a read on. I don't even know if I'm reading the names correctly. <laughs> what, what do you think right, of the this Red is Raiders? Like the team. So yeah, while we've been doing these weekly college basketball conference check-ins, there's always one or two teams per conference where you really don't know what to expect. I think that's Texas tech in the big 12. Look, Santos Silva is solid on the inside. He's not going to wow you, but he's solid. And Kevin McCuller is decent as well. Other than that, it's a lot of question marks, including the new head coach, Mark Adams. It's going to be interesting to see if Texas tech can kind of stay where they've been the last five years under beard, or if they'll kind of slip back into mediocrity. I'm wondering, or I'm, I'm leaning towards the ladder. Uh, I don't think they make the tournament this year. And I mean, look, I don't know Mark Adams. I have no idea. I mean, maybe he's a great guy. Maybe he's a good coach, but I have my question marks. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think it might be a long year for Texas tech roster alone. It seems fairly average unless these guys from Hampton and Winthrop can, can, you know, come into the big 12 and produce like yeah. they were at the, at their lower conferences. And you could say like Jerry Glanville says, I don't know. Mark Adams from a can of Vicks. <laughs> uh, What's a can of Vicks? I don't know. No, I think he said a jar of Vicks. He says a jar of Vicks. So, but uh, no, I mean, gun to your head. They're in or no, you said no, right? I'm going to say no. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I, that I'm, they slip back into uh, mediocrity. I'm agreeing with you here. But I think the only one we're disagreeing with, I think TCU could find themselves in the in the NCAA tournament. I'm, I, I think they're going to be on the bubble, but I'm just saying I think that team's more talent. So far, you can make a case that TCU could beat Oklahoma. Why? I would say Moser's coaching advantage would be the difference. But I, I, with it being year one, I could see them. And then I definitely think TCU is better than Texas Tech right now. When I analyze the rosters, I think TCU is a better a better team. Yeah. On paper right now, I'd favor TCU as well. It's so hard with so many transfers, you know, but I, I would agree that I think TCU finishes above Texas tech in the big 12 standings. There we go. Now let's switch over. Let's go to Stillwater where Mike Boynton, he loses Cade Cunningham. Um, he loses. Now he did get Tyreek Smith from Texas tech coming in, but uh uh, and, and got a, a few other transfers, but Cade Cunningham, Bryce Williams, Ron Fla- uh, Flavors, all gone. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. He brought in Bryce Thompson. This Bryce Thompson was a big time recruit for Kansas. He let he leaves five star, Kansas. yeah, and also Woody Newton from Syracuse. They bring back Avery Anderson was a stud last year. Same with Isaac uh, uh, Likely. I, I think I finally got that. I used to say Lika Lely. Um, uh, Isaac likely those two back Rondell Walker, Matthew, Alexander Moncrief and Caleb Boone, probably rounding out your starting five, unless uh, Bryce Thompson or Woody Newton finds themselves in there. Uh, what do you, what's your projection on the Cowboys here? I'm actually high on the Cowboys. I think even last year when Cade Cunningham missed a couple games when we, you know, with an injury, they still played well. I think they 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 either played Baylor close and knocked off another good school without Cunningham, um, and th- that showed you that you know their team last year was not just a one man band. Uh, I think the starting five is legit, man. There's not really a weakness, and then with 
the other Boone coming off the bench and some of those transfers. And if Bryce Thompson can ever realize his potential coming out of high school, this team could be really good. I'm actually high on Oklahoma state. I like what Mike Boynton is doing last year. It was not just Cade Cunningham. I mean, yeah, there's a reason why he was, uh, was he number one overall? Well, no, the draft hasn't happened yet. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know where I'm at here. There's too, there's, there's too much going on. I'm I'm thinking college football playoffs. Uh, so uh, I, yeah, but in, in general, Oklahoma state will be back in the tournament. And I think they have a chance to go further than they did this past season. You might see them, you know, sweet 16. Well, and, well, you know, maybe the, even further, but this is all pending that they can play in the tournament. We don't know what the NCAA is going to deal them. I'm assuming that they'll get the win. Yeah. They'll get, they'll get in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Um, and then and get that waiver. So uh, all right. They were talking Oklahoma state Cowboys had a little bit of a little bit of a hiccup there with the audio. We're going to try to get that back on track with you. But uh, I want to tell you folks out there that the college experience is brought to you by Roman. Yes. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you come up short in the bedroom, sometimes it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, just know there's some options out there. And I'm talking about getroman.com slash SGP now. You got to do that. That's your option. Uh, with Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two day shipping. The whole process is really great, it's, it's straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash SGP and complete an online visit today. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Go to getroman.com slash SGP now to get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straight, there's really a straightforward way to take care of your, your ED. That's the facts of all this. Go to getroman.com slash SGP. Get started now to save $15 off of your first month's treatment. Um, all right, here we go. Here we go. We are talking. Let's uh, switch over. Look, I'm going to make my case, Nick, for the Kansas State Wildcats. All right. I'm going to make a bold prediction for you. I think this team's going to go to the tournament. <laughs> I'm not sure about all that. I will say that I like them better than your TCU. Yeah. I know you're a horn frog guy, too. I think uh, Kansas State is on the rise. They had a, a big recruiting class last year. I think like five or six guys. I think even head coach Bruce Weber uh, knew that last year was going to be rebuilding. And, and, and um, is this a but, big year for him? Yeah, yeah. But I still don't think this year was the year where everything comes together. I think that's next year. Uh, but look, you, now they 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 essentially like made a trade with Missouri. They, Dewan Gordon, sophomore guard, averaging nine point one points a game, leaves for Missouri. Well, Missouri's senior guard, <laughs> Mark Smith, 9.7 points per game transfers into Kansas state. I like Mark Smith too. I rostered him in DFS a few times. That guy can play, man. I think Missouri had a weird rotation where from night in and night out, like different guys would get minutes. I think uh, I'm, I'm assuming guessing Mark Smith wanted some more consistent minutes. I think he'll get that in Manhattan, Kansas. And I think he can be a good player for your team. Uh, I think the, I mean, the transfer portal, they add Ishmael Mossad 
from uh, I like him too Wake from Forest. Wake Forest. He's solid. Marquise Noel from Little Rock. Daryl Daryl Walker's bunch averaged fourteen points a game at Little Rock. You mix them in with that young talent, Nigel Pack, thirteen points a game, four assists, four boards. Uh, they got another fresh. He was just a freshman. Nigel Pack was last year, and they also had another freshman and Selton Miguel, seven points per game, three boards, and another freshman forward and Davion Bradford. And then don't forget the the big thing is they got their fifth year seniors. He opted to come back. Mike McGurl, twelve points a game, four rebounds, four assists. I'm optimistic. I think this team is good. Well, you should be optimistic, just not overly optimistic. Look, uh, they went four and four. Four and fourteen in conference, nine and twenty overall. So they could make huge strides this year and still be an NIT team. Uh, I think I think we we're in agreement that Bruce Weber is a good coach. First off, he has a great track record. He's won at Kansas State. He'll win again at Kansas State. And we knew last year was kind of a wash. This year they're better, but uh, I'm not quite as high on you. I still think that they're still very young. And they need to get more experienced and they need to just get, you know, get used to winning big time games. I think this year is the year where they, they might win a couple like, you know, surprisers, some, you know, that they might step up and beat Texas. They might step up and beat Baylor, but I think their consistency won't be there this year in order to make the the tournament next year is the year where all of the freshmen they brought in last year are upperclassmen. They're juniors next year. And then with some of the transfers that still have eligibility, like Masood, I think next year is really when he's looking at making a good run here, being in the top, maybe three of the big 12 and maybe winning a game or two in conference, but uh, improved year. Yes. NCAA tournament. No. If you ask me, uh, I'm telling you, I can't wait. Finally, we're disagreeing on some college basketball. The wildcats are my surprise team. I watched them last year in certain games. Yes. I remember they got destroyed by Baylor, but as the season went along, I felt they became more and more chippy and I thought, Hey, you know, yes, they, they lose a couple transfers, but I, I like what they bring in more than what they lost transfer wise. And I like the experience another year. And then the huge getting the fifth year senior McGurl back. Uh, I, I I'm high on K state, man, especially knowing that the big 12, I expect all, you know, beard is a great coach. Mo, Moses is a great coach, but how fast can they make that big of an impact? That's the question. Um, let's, let's, uh, let's talk Kansas. Let's talk Kansas. Let's go to the team with the eighth best re- recruiting class in the nation. Bill self. Yes. He's handing out bags of cash, but who cares? That's uh that's uh you know, that's for the NCAA to worry about this. Uh, Kansas team might look, they lose in the second round this past year. They almost lost in the first round to the Groves brothers, but I think this team might be a final four team. I think this team bringing back David McCormick, bringing back Christian Braun, uh, bringing back Agbaji and Jalen Wilson. I get, I mean, these, these are, uh, and then you l- go out and land Remy Martin and Jalen Coleman lands from uh, Iowa state. And also Joseph y- y- Yasufu from Drake. This, yeah, I can play dude. This team is loaded. This team is loaded. They are. They're winning the big 12 this year. I, I know that's not the, the, you know, the, the boldest of statements ever, but Baylor won this past year. And uh, in that, during that COVID year, I think Baylor was also winning that year. So Baylor won basically two big 12, at least regular season champions in a row. Well, this is the year where Kansas goes back on top here. Uh, you know, looking at their, their starting five, 
freaking loaded. And then if you got like Coleman lands and Yosufu coming off the bench, Oof. I mean, you know, I, yeah, there, there's not a weakness here. Yeah. They lose a couple of guys. Marcus Garrett was a good player for them there. Yeah. They have guys ready to step in here. This team is freaking loaded. I think they have national championship potential mm. final four. Definitely. My one question with, with Remy Martin is, you know, look, he played at Arizona state in the desert. They score a lot of points. Don't play a whole lot of defense. Is he really ready to buckle down and be a two-way player that Kansas, you know, I think that, that bill self demands. That's my question. That is a good question, but I can tell you this with the game on the line, the guy is, is pretty ruthless. He's a great, he's a guy that wants to, he's fearless, which you love when there's, you're in a close game. He's a guy that yes, he, sometimes it might not be the highest percentage shot, but he will make more than you realize it. And to me, he's got that killer instinct. I think yes, the defensive side of the ball, probably a question that we need to see. Um, but in general, there's a final four team. What do you think? I totally agree. I mean, I think last year there was question marks about their depth and their big men. I think Jalen Wilson and David McCormick have proved themselves. They're, they're both legitimate big men. I think, I think at, at different points of the season, both were injured last year and both played well, you know, by themselves and also with each other. So that, that front court now, there's no question marks anymore. Those guys are legit, probably one of the best front courts in the country. And then Christian Braun kind of came out of nowhere and played really good last year. Yeah. Throw him in there with Agbaji and then Rebbe Martin. And then we already said Joseph Yasufu. He was the guy at Drake making all those plays in the tournament. Yeah, I, I mean, love this game. I wish he would have stayed at Drake, but uh, I know uh, undersized, yeah. but that dude's got heart, man. And you can't teach heart. And then, I mean, yeah, yeah, there's not a whole lot more I can say here. This, this roster is loaded here. I think um, they could be preseason number one, and I would not have an argument with that. Yeah, I think they're going to be really good. They're, they deserve to be top five, probably. Um, all right. I want to tell you folks out there the college basketball experience is brought to you by PropSwap. We're, uh, you know, look, PropSwap is America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on NBA championship and Stanley Cup futures when you buy directly from other sports bettors just like yourself. See a ticket you like, but think maybe the price is too high? Well, you can submit a bid for a price that you think is fair, then buy it. PropSwap is making it easy to profit these playoffs by trading in and out teams as the postseason progresses. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time. Just uh, two, just a week and a half, two weeks ago, a PropSwap customer purchased a Montreal Canadian Stanley Cup future for $45 when the team was down 3-1 against the Maple Leafs. A few days later, he flipped that thing for $600. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Think stock market, but for sports betting. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Go to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And speaking of apps, you should download the SGPN app. Yes, us, Sports Gambling Podcast, the college football experience, the college basketball experience, all of this great content that we give you at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, the SGPN app is now live in, in the app store and the Google play store. The app gives you access to all of our picks and podcasts. You know, me and NC Nick and Patty C picking every single division one college basketball game against the spread have been for four years. You can get all of that on the app. Plus the app is an exclusive, exclusive way to enter all of our SGPN contests, including our current contest, the SGPN thousand dollar NBA finals free roll. Uh, we're giving away a thousand bucks. Come on, just download the app and hit the contest tab for your chance to take home a thousand dollars. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today.
All right, here we are talking Big Twelve basketball. Iowa State bringing home TJ Otzelberger, who was at UNLV. Didn't have, I mean, I think UNLV was getting better, but he didn't have great success at UNLV. He was solid, pre, you know, previously in the Summit League, but he was a former assistant in names. He's coming home. He's got the 78th best recruiting class in the nation, and bringing in the 35th best recruit in Tyrese Hunter, a point guard from Wisconsin that many kind had of a surprise there. Well, many had him leaving after they brought in Otzelberger, but I guess through through the many zooms and FaceTimes, I think he was able to uh, to lock down Tyrese Hunter. That was surprising. And then uh, talk about the transfer portal here. Uh, just a slew of uh, well, you know, Jalen Coleman lands their best player transfers out to Kansas, but they got a Kansas Jayhawk in uh, Tristan Anura. Uh, or I don't know how to pronounce that Anura. I don't know Runa. I don't a know. new Runa, yeah, a new know. Runa, and a Runa, <laughs> and a Runa. I, I need to do a. I just need to fucking do an episode where I read the telephone book. You know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> do they still make telephone books? Anyway, the point is, Iowa I was. I don't think so, man. I, I think that's not very uh, green. You know, to go to to burn through all that paper, not very green, buddy. But look, I mean, he didn't do much at Kansas, so we don't even know if he's going to contribute. I mean, you would think with it being Iowa state and how bad they were last year, maybe he'll make an immediate impact, but look, they bring back junior forward, Javon Johnson, who averaged just about 10 points, four boards, sophomore guard, Trey Jackson and freshman guard, Jaden Walker are back. I know they didn't contribute a ton, but they were solid still waiting on word about Solomon young. I think he's probably not coming back, but maybe for a fifth year of a forward Solomon young, but then they were active in the transfer portal, getting Isaiah Brockington. That was huge. I don't know how much Penn State ball you watched, Nick, but this guy was a player. This guy was a. Oh, I watched him. He okay. Is. Getting him. That's a nice get. He'll fit in there very well. Getting uh, the guard from Minnesota, uh, Gabe. How do I pronounce that one? Kalsher. Kalsher. That's what I thought. He was good, though. I remember him being good. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Bringing solid. In, bringing in a, a forward from Washington State. He's also bringing in a, another guard from UNLV, where he was just at, and Caleb Grill, Robert Jones coming over from Denver. I don't know how much of an impact he'll make, but the transfer porter was wild. They lost some key players. They lost Bolton. They lost Coleman Lands. They lost Tyler Harris to Memphis. What do you What are you expecting here? Well, this team was really bad last year. They were 0 and 18 in conference, 2 and 22 overall. You know, I mean, Rasir Bolton was a solid player. Same with Coleman Lands. We just talked about him going to Kansas. So you're what you're wondering, all right, you got some players. You know, why were you that bad? And then you have some good guys coming in here. Like we, we mentioned Brockington and Kausher. I watched both of those guys in the Big Ten last year, and they're solid and and arguably the best conference, you know, in the, in the country last year. So uh, I don't know, man, it's, it's going to be interesting. I, at this point, I don't think you can expect too much from them just with how bad they were last year, but it is a complete roster overhaul. So uh, it, this is one of those teams where it's like, your guess is as good as mine. Usually when it comes down to teams with such, you know, crazy, you know, people coming and going, then you look towards the coach and I just don't know how good of a coach Otzelberger is. So I can't put any faith in the Cyclones here. I would not be surprised if they finish at the bottom of the Big 12 again, even with some decent individual pieces. Yeah, I think they're actually one of the more interesting teams because I don't know what to expect. Um 
I know Otzelberger had success in the Summit League at UNLV. I felt like his team was getting better, but he was just there for a cup of coffee, so it was hard to get a gauge on how legit he was. Um, hey, when we did the Pac-12 preview uh, last year, when we were looking at Oregon State, we were like, you know, I don't know. I have no idea what to expect. Yeah. And we also said we don't really know the coach very well either. Yeah. So if you're an Iowa state fan, I guess, you know, you can have some optimism in saying, why can't we be the Oregon state of this year? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess the only, the only thing was Wayne Tinkle wasn't in year one, but I, I get it. I get it. It's still, you was kind of in year one because he inherited a, almost a brand new roster. <laughs> right, so, right. I mean, maybe he knew the better restaurants to eat in, in Corvallis, but other than that, <laughs> it's all new players. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, I don't have them in the NCAA tournament uh, ceiling. To me, a ceiling is a 500 season. Well, I mean, screw it, man. Ceiling is the, the tournament. tournament, right? I, I guess you're yeah. right. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. There. I don't think it's going to happen, you know, but this is going to be a weird year trying to preview teams just with the craziness of the transfer portal. Uh, you know, and in some regards, it gives a lots of teams hopes, you know, and, and that is something at least you're kind of winning. The, you're winning the off season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Ceiling is the NCAA tournament, but uh, Why not? yeah, no, I mean, well, I don't see that much of a difference between them and TCU or Texas tech. <laughs> you know what I mean? I guess TCU, I think I would give the hair edge to because of the coach being there. And then the players, I would give TCU a slight edge on Iowa state based on roster. But as far as like Iowa state and Texas tech, I got no idea what to expect. I might even lean Iowa state. Yeah. Because they have a wider variance. I think, I mean, cause just cause you don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think TCU, you got a pretty good idea of what they're going to be. And that's going to be average at best. Uh, Iowa state, they might do what they did last year and just be God awful. Or maybe these guys coming <laughs> in can rally together and play some decent basketball. Uh, <laughs> at this point in the spring, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Let's, let's talk uh Texas Longhorns, Chris beard, home run higher, obviously coming home for, for Chris beard, but the uh, 77th best recruiting class in the nation. Um, this is a team you want to talk about a team that won the transfer portal. This team's transfers are unbelievable. What the, what they bring in. Um, yes. And, and adding in that they're bringing back, you know, a couple key players like uh, Andrew Jones and Courtney Ramey, but then going out and getting a Christian Bishop at Creighton, who I thought was a baller. Timmy Allen at Utah was a baller. Devin Askew from Kentucky, who, sh- you know, showed flashes of greatness and then uh, how do I pronounce my guy's name? Disu from yep. Vanderbilt, Dylan Disu. Um, de- tell me that you, I don't know that there's a team in the nation that got better off of the transfer portal than Texas. No, I mean, looking at, the, at those four guys, I mean, come on now. So Chris beard, he hit the ground running and he attacked that transfer portal hard. And on paper, this team looks very good and you have to give beard the benefit of the doubt. He's been to a national championship game, you know, a, a crazy banking shot from winning. So uh, you, ha- you really have to like what he's doing at Texas. Uh, just, I think he just, he has brought in energy and enthusiasm and hope and optimism because under Shaka smart, they just, they weren't cutting it, you know, 
at glimpses last year, we thought they might be really good. They just struggled offensively. Uh, but you know, so once again, you got three new starters here. Uh, you got a lot. Yeah. Bringing in the 33rd best recruit in the country, Jalen Tyson, getting him back with, with Askew Allen. I mean, not getting him back, but getting him to into that mix, this bench. I mean, just on, I mean, I have no idea if Bishop's going to start or not. They're going to go three guard lineup. They're going to go three forwards. I don't know. They don't have a true big man, but I, I just think that uh, Texas, the ceiling on on the Longhorns could be a Final Four. What do you What do you think about that? Why, why not, man? Why not? You got the coach, you got the talent. You know, it's really the question mark if can all the pieces come together. Um, I like Kansas better, but if I'm picking schools in rank of where they'll finish in the Big Twelve, I probably have Texas second. And look, we said earlier when we were just starting this pod that the Big 12 is one of the best conferences in the country. So if you're the second best team in the Big 12, then yes, you have final four aspirations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I would go Kansas one, Texas two. Maybe we got two other teams to talk about. Let's go to Morgantown, West Virginia. Bob Huggins inheriting the 68th best recruiting class coming in now. Uh, Miles McBride. Waiting on the uh, NBA draft process with him and Sean McNeil could be big there, uh, but still Taz Sherman. Obviously, those guys are good. Those guys are good players, but they're not leaving early to go pro. I would imagine both are back too. But you never know. You could play pro in, in Italy or something, or uh, Bolivia. You know what I mean? So you never know. But I can tell you that I kind of like a couple of those uh, those transfers. That guy, uh, Pauli. Uh, what Paul cap, Paul cap, Paul cap, Paul cap. I remember him. He was solid at DePaul. He was a solid player at DePaul. Now I don't know anything about Demon Kerrigan from uh, Florida international or Malik Curry at old dominion, but he put up 16 points a game at old dominion. Perhaps these guys coming in can help um, losing Derek Culver is huge though. And I expect this team to take a step back because of that. Now, yes, you got a couple, you know, new, you have a couple people coming in that you can probably make a difference. However, I mean, some of those freshmen, there's a couple decent freshmen there, but I just think this team's got to be taking a step back, right? I wouldn't say it's that far of a step back. I mean, cause looking at McBride, McNeil and Sherman, those guys are all legit. Now they all kind of are similar players here. So I'm, I'm kind of wondering who runs point. Um, and then I like uh, Osa Buhuyan, the, the, Love it. Love that pronunciation. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Isaiah Cottrell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm cutting off here. I'm getting some kind of audio problems here. No, no, no. Uh, but, but you said his name correctly. We got that name in there correctly. Um, but what do you think? I may, I may have drawn. What do you think? This, what do you think the ceiling is on West Virginia? Do you think like they could be a, uh, a sweet 16 team. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's probably a, a ceiling here. They're going to be similar to last year where a lot of the games are going to be close. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the games will be close. Uh, Huggins Huggins though. Sometimes he does more with less than when his teams have a loaded roster and they lose. In the, I had West Virginia going far last year and then things didn't really work out for them. I, I look like a fool 
to a certain extent, but uh, yeah, I think there'll be a tournament team just because he's a good enough coach. There'll be a tournament team agreed out in the first round or two. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, two wins is their ceiling because they don't have top notch talent. And I worry a little bit about the front court, but they should have still a very nice year. Kind of similar to last year. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, all right. Last team here. The, and I think this is where, this is where we're on the Baylor bears, you know, I mean, can they, can Scott drew, is he starting to turn this thing into a dynasty here? Like, is this where I just need to, to load up the, uh, the Dundee music and say, Oh, the Baylor bears coming off of the national championship, right? I mean, Scott drew has got the 13th best recruiting class in the nation coming in Kendall Brown, number 11 recruit in the nation from Wichita, a small forward. He's a stud Langston love number 38 recruit, a shooting guard out of the state of Florida coming in Jeremy Sokin. I don't know how to pronounce that 108th recruit in the nation power forward from Germany. And then Underrated, he goes out and gets a D, a very good D two player in Dale Bonner from Fairmount State, averaged twenty one points a game in Division two, and then also James Akinio from Arizona via Georgetown. Uh, Nick, what do you think? I think Matthew Mayer, there's a is going to be back. I think you got Flo Thamba, you got jo- Jonathan Chwamba Chwachua, uh, Adam Flagler, LJ Cryer. This team might not miss a beat. I mean, come on. They're going to miss some beats. Jared Butler, Macy Oteague, Davion Mitchell. I mean, can you find a better experienced backcourt great defensively and also just ice in their veins just on did you could tell those three were just locked in and yeah. driven and they were not going to lose. It's hard to get that kind of trio. Look, um, the big guys, Tachua Tua and Flo Thamba, they're, they're good and they do what they need to do, which is rebound, you know, defend the rim and, you know, get putbacks and stuff. They're solid. So I'm not worried about the front court because they showed you last year what they could do without like, you know, premier front court players and mayor and Flagler there. They were very good coming off the bench last year. I think they're ready for bigger roles. Yeah, I think for sure. And I think uh, it's Meyer. I think it's Meyer, but I pronounce it mayor too. That guy can play. Well, it looks like mayor. <laughs> uh, but the, the, I guess the real question is Akinjo a and his third stop here. Uh, at this point, you wonder how much of a winner he is. He's got talent, but it's, it hasn't worked in the previous two stops. Why is it going to work now? Um, well, he I was, think Baylor is, he was foolish to transfer into Arizona knowing they had a pending, they self-imposed a ban for themselves. So he knew yeah. he had no chance. I mean, the, the, I couldn't imagine what that, why he would go there. And then knowing that the locker room, knowing that you don't have a shot essentially. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm guessing a lot of these guys are a little bit fat and happy this year. Um, like, I mean, Drew's got the program in a very, very good spot, as you can see from his recruiting class. Uh, but I don't expect them to be anywhere near as good as last year. They'll make the tournament, but uh, I had them losing in like, you know, the first or second round this year, I think. No sweet 16, huh? I'm going to, no, s- I don't think so. I'm going to say sweet 16. They could go. sweet no, 16. You know, uh, no, I'm not seeing it, man. I think you lose those guys. I can just imagine. And we haven't mentioned Mark vital too. That guy just yeah. did everything for the team. Yeah. You know, and that kind of leadership, man. I mean, to have those guys on that, you did that's just, that's just not replaceable. 
And even though Flagler and Meyer, you're saying his name is, I guess, uh, they're, you know, they're very talented and can, you know, shoot the rock and score. I'm just wondering who's going to fill those leadership shoes. Don't sleep on Kendall Brown, 11th best recruit in the nation, small forward. This guy can play. And then Dale Bonner, 21 points a game at Fairmont State. I know you're shaking a stick at the D2, but look, I believe was it was it I think it was Macy Oteague that came over from UNC Asheville. Was that was it him? I believe it was Macy Oteague that came over from UNC Asheville. Uh Flagler transferred in from like Presbyterian or something. I think Macy uh, Oteague was at UNC Asheville, if memory okay. serves me correct. Well, even UNC Asheville is a couple levels above D2. So, like, I, I have no idea who Dale Bonner is. I have no idea where Fairmont State is. Do you even know what, <laughs> what state Fairmont State is? Uh, in? Yeah, it's got to be, uh, what, uh, Texas? <laughs> <laughs> so, I have no idea what he yeah. can uh, contribute to the season. Uh, but look, they have some good players on the team still. They're not going to, like, drop off the map. But they're not going to have anywhere near the season they did last. Look, Teague was at UNC Asheville. Uh, Scott Drew knows talent. This team's going to the Sweet 16 at least. All right, you heard it here first. Dundee special. All right, guys. If you're a first time listener to the College Experience, make sure you subscribe. We handicap every single college basketball and college football game. Division one. Me, Patty C, and NC Nick. Sorry for the technical problems. We're going to work on that. Um, but. Make sure you subscribe to both college football. We got you covered. We're talking Baylor bears, Dave Aranda. We're talking uh, Steve Sarkeesian at Texas, Matt Campbell, Iowa state, Neil Brown at West Virginia. We got you covered. We're doing 130 team breakdown. So each pod a podcast for every single division one team. But like I said, we handicap every single game. Been doing it for over four years. We've been over 500 each and every season independently. And also as a collective, obviously for each sport. Uh, we've been way over 500 on our locks. We give you all of that on the spreadsheet over at sports podcast.com for free, for free. We don't charge for picks. We won't charge for picks. The only thing I'm trying to charge you for is your kindness. Can you get over to iTunes? Give us a five-star review. We'd certainly appreciate that. And if you do take a screenshot of your review, tag me at the Colby D on Twitter, and I'll enter you in a, uh, well, I'll send you a college experience t-shirt. We got a brand new spanking, great logo. And uh, you'll got a brand new shirt to go around town with. Uh, so do that at the Colby D. Give me a follow as well. NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Give him a follow. Patty C is on Twitter at Patty C831. Give him a follow. And uh, the Sports Gambling Podcast is on Twitter at DSGP Network. Give them a follow. And uh, yeah, check out the check out the Slack channel, Sports Gambling Podcast, and stay tuned for more college basketball previews. We got more conferences coming right around the corner. This is the College Basketball Experience Big 12 offseason check-in. You better start thinking about yours.